AviationPros.com is the portal website for AMT, airport business, and ground support worldwide magazines. Visit daily for breaking news, industry blogs, and insightful articles from our magazine's editorial team. And don't forget to sign up for our publication's daily e-newsletters. It's all at AviationPros.com. Hello and welcome to this episode of the Aviation Pros Podcast. I'm Walker Yarrow, editor of AMT Magazine, and in this episode I'm joined by Stephen Jackson, principal of Aviation High School. Located in Long Island City, New York, Aviation High School offers students a unique learning opportunity, equipping them with both a traditional high school education while also giving them the skills and knowledge needed to join the aviation maintenance workforce after graduation. Recently, the school has entered into a partnership with Joby Aviation and their eVTOL aircraft. Enjoy the conversation I have with Steve on their partnership with Joby, what makes Aviation High School a unique learning opportunity, and how we can get more students interested in aircraft maintenance. Well, Steve, thank you for taking the time to chat with us this afternoon. Um, to kick things off, could you just tell us, uh, give us a little bit of information on Aviation High School and what makes it unique? Aviation High School is a New York City public high school. So we are a public school that is open to the students of the five boroughs of New York City. And what makes us unique, not only in New York City, but across the country, is we are also a Part 147 school. So we do everything that's required for a student to earn their airframe and or power plant license through our program. So we have a five-year program to earn both licenses. Our students pretty much spend half their day on all aspects of the Part 147 aviation maintenance curriculum. And once they earn their licenses, they can go right to work in the airlines, especially with our major partners like Delta, JetBlue, but we, we have partnerships with all the airlines out there, especially the tri-state area being American and Endeavor and United and as you can imagine, a whole range of companies nowadays that are looking to hire technicians for the many, many positions that are available in the country. Excellent. And um, you touched on it some there, but can you dig a little deeper just what all the um, about what all the students are learning and just how they're getting equipped to go right from <clears throat> high school into the maintenance workforce? Sure. So as a high school, which you can imagine, English, math, science, social studies, phys ed, and the arts, we also have multi-period aviation maintenance classes from ninth year through fourth year or senior year uh, for one license. And we have an additional fifth year for the second license. So our students from ninth grade will come in and take a two-period aviation maintenance class where they're working on initial general curriculum. That's the FAA general curriculum. For instance, FAA math, FAA physics, the aircraft drawings, uh, what we call electricity one. And then 10th year, they have three periods of aviation maintenance uh, courses, which are, we call them rotations, because as you can imagine, a school that works on aviation maintenance has very specific rooms. So um, welding or propellers or avionics are very specific classrooms with very specific instructional equipment and items. So our 10th graders will start moving from class to class every 20 days, where they take ground operations for 20 days for three periods, weight and balance, cleaning corrosion, uh, and so on and so forth. Base electricity, as you can, and you can kind of get the idea of what would be the general curriculum for the first two years of high school. So our students take the general aviation curriculum in ninth and 10th year, 
in that process I just described. And just so everyone knows, um, our classes, when I say two or three periods long, the first period is lesson and the next two periods are work. So they are aviation maintenance labs, or we call them shops affectionately, uh, where the students get the instruction first and then they do the skills jobs following that. Um, just a quick follow through on the remainder of the time in high school. Junior year, our students take three periods of aviation maintenance where they do half the year airframe, which is largely a sheet metal project with a composite skin on it. So they do all aspects of the drawing, the measurements, bending, cutting, uh, fabricating the, an aileron, and then of course, repairing, damaging it and then repairing it, all according to our class standards, but more importantly, our FAA expectations and the, AC, the new ACS standards. And then we have the second half of the year, would be power plant, where they go over the introduction to the basic power plant coursework and working on such things as opposed engines and reciprocating engines and uh, jet engines initially. Uh, and I say initially because it'll be senior year where they have a four period class, that's a three hour course, where students either do a full year of airframe, broken down into four rotations, again, where they rotate from class to class. Uh, an example there would be going from a portion of our on-site hangar, which has class of landing gear and hydraulics, for example, or the class they rotate to for assembly and rigging and rotorcraft and so on. That's the full year of airframe or power plant, and power plant, of course, are the more advanced work in the engines, again, being a four-period class. They do everything from propeller class for 40 days to uh, advanced jets, advanced engine systems, and that's what's completed in either airframe in the senior year or power plant. And students who would like to stay for an additional year to earn their second license work on the license they did not get in four years. So the, the question we usually get with that is how many students will get both? Well, the big picture is we are a school of over 2,000 students broken down over these five years. The, the fifth year is smaller because it'll depend on the size of our senior class. So it's about 150, this year a little more, 190 students in our fifth year program. So those are the students that would earn both licenses. Uh, that means therefore there are some students that only earn one license because we just don't have seats available to offer every single person that wants to complete both licenses at our school. But that's the big picture of how our school works. And again, that's on top of all the academics as you can imagine that everyone had in high school when they were in school. Um, we, our students come from all over the city, mostly Queens. Uh, if anyone's thinking of New York City, yes, our students take the subway to get here or the bus. So that's how they commute early, early in the morning to get to courses that they must be on time for and must be present for at all times because there's very strict requirements for the FAA curriculum. And as I said, our partners are here, especially now with all the jobs that have opened up and the great demand for technicians. There's constant um, visitors talking about the opportunities out in the field where our students are looking to take advantage of and to join the, we hope, we hope to join the technician workforce so they can meet this demand. Speaking of um, the partnerships you have, um, you've recently started one with Joby Aviation. Um, just what's kind of the history behind that partnership? How did it um, come about? So I believe it was the end of last school year, the 2021-22 school year. Um, they came to, to me actually and my team and really just introduced us to what they were thinking and what they're working on and how they saw a fit for our school with their development of their EV tall air taxi service. 
Uh, and luckily, very fortunately, like as I mentioned earlier, we have a very strong partnership with Delta. And I know Delta recently invested $60 million in Joby. So it's become like a natural fit that we're all working together. Um, Joby is looking, of course, to be one of the the, the competitive and uh, the service for New York City. That anyone that's going to be flying from, let's say, the East River heliports to JFK or LaGuardia. So they came to us to talk about ways we can work together. Uh, it's still very early, early on in our partnership because, again, the company is developing as we talk. Uh, but the partnership is moving fast because their business model, their approvals, their work with the FAA, their their whole vision for what they're looking to do and the, the competition with other EV tall services out there is moving really fast. So history is brief. It's recently started, um, but the impetus to get this started quickly is largely, in my opinion, based on the fact that this service is going to be available in this New York City by 2025. They're looking to work with uh, Los Angeles and New York City. So they're, they're moving quickly to see how all the pieces fit together. And, and not only do they need pilots for these new aircraft, and they need the FAA to provide more uh, updates on how these aircraft will be regulated, but they also need the technicians to make sure that they're safe and maintained. And that's where we also fit in as well. So it's a, it's a, it's a really great partnership that's bringing a whole new aspect of aviation maintenance, aviation flight. Uh, just to love aviation in general with a new aircraft type that is exciting all of us and exciting our students especially. Yeah, and and just what um, kind of does the partnership entail? What will the students be learning with uh, Joby? Great question. So our so this partnership, as I said, is in the very early stages, uh, but they are working exclusively with, exclusively with us. Uh, it started with what they could offer, as you know, where they have an aircraft out in California, not over here in New York City. What they could offer us was our, they offered free ground school uh, every Monday night. Any student that wanted to sign up, and about 100 students signed up at the start, and there was more actually than that, but that's what they were able to start with, uh, where students are working towards their FAA ground school certification that Joe Joby is providing for free and with their instructors. They then also brought in their simulators, which we had a big event about two weeks ago, um, which was really well received, and we had about 700 students that participated in that simulation event, again, giving them a hands-on experience of what this will look like and what it'll feel like. Obviously, that inspires the idea of uh, pilot work, of course, which we don't technically do at this school, but many of our students do go on to become pilots. Um, the, the, the next big portion that we envision, uh, and it's, again, early discussions or many discussions on what it looks like as they develop their, their plans for their own business, um, and that is we are working with, we're working with our staff and with their company to see how we can incorporate their technology into our curriculum. So especially things like composite repair, um, electricity, the electrical work that they would be having to require of their technicians, electric propulsion, of course, uh, avionics. So that's the conversation we're having now of what that looks like down the road for our curriculum that we just recently updated anyway because the FAA created new uh, ACS aligned regulations for a Part 147 school. So we're really excited because that new technology, for, like I said, everything from the avionics to the composites to the electric motors, it's something that I think is crucial that we incorporate into our curriculum. And working with them directly and their engineers and their company is really a key part of making that happen faster. So that's 
what where we're the next phase of what we're working on right now, and that's kind of moving fast too because the whole evolution of their product is moving quickly through you know all the different agencies that have to be involved in this. So being ahead of this conversation, working with them to figure out a maintenance instructional model that fits with Part 147 schools is what we're looking to do. We're looking to send some teachers over to them as well and see their product and get a better hands-on sense of what that looks like, possibly get a hands-on some of the technology to, again, incorporate into our lessons, um, and overall become more of a, or add to our curriculum and add to our instructional model of, of electric propulsion focus that gives students a better understanding of this new type of technology that, that's coming up really, really quickly. As you see in the news, the predictions are it'll start, you know, by 2025, probably small scale, and then by 2030, this will be a more uh, prevalent way of uh, short distance travel. And by that point, we should have well been established in our curriculum and our, our teaching and our materials and what this looks like in a Part 147 school that doesn't traditionally have the opportunity to uh, incorporate new types of technology very often. So that's, we're really excited about that. We're, our staff are, we're getting our staff together to work on those next steps now with their staff. Uh, another aspect of the partnership that we're looking forward to doing actually very soon as well in this school year and in the start of next school year is to start a guest lecture series. So Joby engineers and technicians and their business also uh, staff are going to be coming to our school to speak with our students and our staff to do a guest lecture series to highlight their work, talk about how they got where they how they develop their aircraft and how they are working with various agencies to get their business operating. And also, of course, talk about ways that they, they can utilize our work, our expertise and our students um, as they get licensed, how they can use our students in their uh, future plans. They provide the service for the residents of New York City and travelers in New York City as well. So the guest lecture series is another nice feature of the near future steps of this partnership. Excellent. And and that's actually a perfect segue into my next question for you. Um, just what kind of is the, the benefit going to be for the students with this partnership? How is kind of working on the more futuristic aircraft, Joby and electric propulsion going to be different um, from what they're already learning or past students have learned? That is a great question as well. So as a Part 147 school, just to be clear, the regulations are designed for general, general aviation not for EVTOL, not only for commercial aircraft, but for all types of aircraft. That's why we have everything from propeller shop to avionics classes. How does this benefit our students? Any which way as we develop this and incorporate this into areas where we can fit it into our curriculum will we'll help our students with new technology, new ways of maintaining this such aircraft. And it's not just EVTOL air taxis, but obviously things, aircraft like the 787, composite, avionics, electrical work. So this is not something that's uniquely just air taxi based work only. So it's again, exciting because this is going to be the future on a lot of different levels. I mean, computer avionics aspects of aviation are a part of everything definitely going forward. And as we've mapped this out, and I keep saying that because obviously the regulations for what we currently teach are pretty well saturated with skills and knowledge and risk requirements. So this, this technology work will incorporation into our courses will benefit our students because it makes them even that much more desirable for the, the positions that are going to be available out there. And then literally, the jobs that currently exist will be more prevalent because this new aircraft is another aspect of what needs to be maintained, uh, the different jobs that are also related, maybe not maintenance, but management, flight, as I said. Uh, there's a whole 
there's a whole ecosystem that's going to be, in my opinion, involved in this new aircraft service that our students be a natural fit for, especially if they already have experience with aspects of what they expect from an air taxi service like Joby. And I know you said you're still pretty early on in the partnership here. Um, so what just kind of is, is the roadmap? It, are the students actually working on anything with Joby currently or uh, what does the future hold for it? So they're not working currently on their their technology or their equipment. That's something that we, we're starting first with our staff. So that's where we are right now is to map out the curriculum alignment and what type of equipment that we can possibly obtain from Joby so that we can get a better hands-on feel of what classrooms they'll fit into. So the students themselves are getting more of the experiences of, like I said, the ground school and the simulators, because that's definitely readily available. As far as the maintenance work, that's something that's probably going to be incorporated later in probably in the start of next school year or next the 2022-23 school year, I should say, or excuse me, it'll probably be incorporated into the 23-24 is next school year, um, as we, which, which is our big plan. Because again, things are moving fast, but our bigger focus right now, and luckily we have a structure in place because we just, since what, May of 2022 to September 21st of 2022, our, our staff worked on all the new alignment to the uh, our old curriculum under part 147 to the new ACS line part 147 curriculum um, so we have a structure in place where teachers already have been evaluating their you know requirements and what things have been taken out and what things have been added so that's where we're looking now to see is what can we do to enhance the coursework we have now and possibly make more changes going forward that's that's really why it's it's not at the student level yet because it's going to take some time to map this out in a way that's realistic, a way that's best aligned to specific classrooms, and the way that gives students enough time to really work on this sincerely, where they get the hand skills and the work that we want to see them do in their multi-period aviation maintenance classes, because at the end of the day, our number one goal is to get our students to learn these hand skills and get the experience in their courses so that when they get to the, the job market that they're sought after and that they're they're highly skilled enough to to meet the needs and hopefully even go beyond meeting the needs because they, they've learned quite a bit in our school is what our goal is. Yeah, so then, Steve, really just the last question I have for you. I just wanted to pick your brain a little bit because I've been writing about it a lot with the, the aircraft kind of maintenance labor challenges of late. And and as an educator, I just wanted to kind of get your take. How do we get more people interested, more students, more kids interested in aviation maintenance? Is it through kind of highlighting the future through partnerships like Joby or is there an even better approach? That's a great question. So just to give you some background, uh, Aviation High School, myself and Assistant Principal Katamaccio, we were invited along with Vaughn College and Delta and Lyft Academy to speak before the Congressional Subcommittee on Aviation in February of 2020 on this very question that you asked me. And I'm referencing this because we all know what happened in March of 2020 <laughs> in the past two years. Um, a lot of things we said I think still hold true today. Um, we definitely need to get to the students at a younger age, but not just, you know, superficially. Uh, STEM is ex excellent, and a lot of middle schools and elementary schools are working on ways to incorporate various aviation themes into the curriculum. But to get them, not obviously the curriculum, because you're not going to bring a engine or um, different types of mock-up training systems to a middle school classroom and say, hey, go to work on this. But having them get some more earlier access to what the, the ideas of this 
career field are like. Uh, one of the things uh, we are getting more access to virtual reality software too, not to replace live practical work because that would defeat the purpose of training well-trained uh, technicians. <clears throat> but that helps as well because having that access to that like additional practice support of working in a virtual reality maintenance program gives them kind of the steps and the, the, the practice before they actually do the work or after they do the work and they can kind of go through it again to see what they didn't do right. Those things we're also bringing to the middle school as we, what we call articulation. So we go to like open houses or we get invited to high schools or we do our own open houses where we can show students like this is what it looks like. This is what the things you'll be doing uh, when you get older into our program. Because again, we could talk about it. We can we have our students speak to it, but it's something to have to see and feel <clears throat> whether it's real or virtual, what this looks like, then we hope to get students that are really interested in working through systems and working on various, you know, aircraft components and maintenance overall. Um, we also discussed making it a more desirable title, kind of like they do in the European uh, aviation maintenance field, and that is like considering more like an engineer type position, I think would go a long way too. Um, and just overall more, I think, alignment of what we do, what the airlines do, colleges do in promoting a, a better messaging <clears throat> to make it more prevalent of this huge need and how students even at the high school or middle school level can start this work or especially in high school that where they can work on their license or start their license at a high school and finish it at a college as many of the models do i mean they, they might not be aware of the fact that these are more accessible, cheaper ways than going to private schools uh, in many ways. Everyone knows, and what I'm trying to say is every, students or people know that there's pilots that are needed. Everyone can picture what a pilot does, but they really can't, not many people think of who's actually maintaining, repairing, or you know, overall servicing the aircraft across the United States and across the world. So having a better picture, vision, and pathway, explanation of that pathway for students at a younger age is what we really hope is going to make better difference going forward. I think the good news is the airlines and the country, uh, the government, uh, there's, different, there's different advisory groups that are talking about this. So I hope to see in the near future these different groups working on encouraging more students into the various aviation pathways become more in your face, become more readily seen, become more available to younger students because I think that'll make a larger impact going forward as opposed to waiting to students have graduated high school and waiting to see if they did not like college, waiting to see if they, you know, they went one way in their life and they see those jobs in the aviation industry. We hope to catch their attention earlier, uh, It's a chip, which is a challenge because there's a lot of different opportunities out there. But I think the huge demand for technicians is really creating a much better, better market for people to want to join this career field because the wages are going up, the benefits are going up, the different incentives are getting created by all the various companies out there. So it's 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 happening in various ways and I hope that alignment comes together better going forward that we see an even greater impact as young children enter schools like Aviation High School and there's other high school programs across the country that do variations of what we do or at least start what we do at the high school level. And uh, I also know there's a lot of states around the country that are looking to see how they can incorporate these kind of programs at their high schools as well. And again, whether that's you start the general in your high school and you finish the actual airframe or power plant curriculum at a local community college or, or school, that's uh, how a lot of different states, I should say, are looking at this.
but I think we really got to have to get the students younger. We have to get to more diverse student groups. There's a lot of communities out there, especially that have been recently moved to this country. Um, that I know our students' population is very, very diverse. So we have a lot of different families that have moved to New York City, and they like this. Uh, they love this opportunity that our school provides because they see their children working in a very well-paying job at right out of high school. That's again another big selling point for people that are looking to advance quickly in their life and then for their family support. And of course, we're trying to get more students of uh, female students and a variety of different diversities. So the industry has more students and technicians to choose from to, to have an even more robust workforce going forward. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Aviation Pros Podcast. Be sure to visit AviationPros.com for more stories, breaking news, and expert insight from all around the aviation industry.